Hey, I'm Zanzi, and welcome to Farmer's Inside Track, episode 197. I'm your host, Donumdu. More and more farmers in Mzanzi opt for disease-resistant crop varieties, biotech crops that require less pesticide application. Farmers are creating insect refuges in and around crop fields to protect beneficial insects and lure away harmful insects. In this edition, Food for Mzanzi's commercial journalist, Octavius Pandil, chats to the developing market manager at Corteva AgriScience Pioneer Seed, Charles Matlou, to unpack the three biotech crops used in Mzanzi namely maize, cotton and soybean. Over to you, Octavia. Thank you, Dawn. Charles, can you explain to me what are the types of crops grown when farmers are using biotechs for it? In South Africa, we have got only three crops, a maize, cotton and a soya bean. We have got maize, which is herbicide tolerant. We also have got maize, which is uh, BT, which is uh, tolerant to insect attack, the Lepidopteran pest attack. And we have got cotton, which is uh, tolerant uh, to herbicide. We also have cotton, which is uh, tolerant to BT or the Lepidopteran pest. But with uh, soya beans, we only have got a soya bean, which is herbicide tolerant only. So these are the three crops in South Africa that farmers are using to plant for biotech. So you mentioned the three specific crops used. On a practical level, what steps should a farmer take to put in place that they need to make to be able to use biotech crops? What is that shift that they can make? Or is it more or less the same as conventional farming? Can you maybe just give us some advice on that? Farming biotech crops do not differ with the conventional farming. The only difference that it comes with farming biotech crops is that they are manageable compared to, or there's easy management compared to the conventional crops. For example, in terms of insect control, with biotech, the BT or the insect tolerant one, it's able to control the insects. If you are planting conventional crops, you will have to control your insects through spraying. And again, with weed control, the herbicide tolerant one, easy management. You are easily spraying your weeds to control the weeds. And with conventional one, you will have to use other methods, even the chemical method, but which are a bit intensive. And maybe the cultural method, the mechanical method, weed control. So the management of biotech crops is a bit easy and it saves a lot of time for the farmers when they are planting the biotech crops. The only difference again could be maybe with the price. The seed of biotech is about 5% or 3% more than the conventional one. That's the difference. But I mean, for the farmers, maybe to do this thing practically and see if they can shift, they need to do their own trials. I mean, farmers are there for life, and this is their daily source of income. They need to do minces for them to check if planting biotech and planting conventional, the difference between the two. So my advice to the farmers is do your own trials. Plant a portion of non-biotech and then plant a portion of a biotech, maybe equally so, and then see the management part of it. That's the first thing. The second thing you can check is the cost of planting biotech compared to conventional one, and then the harvest as well. 
And that would could lead the farmers to deciding whether to go with conventional or with the biotech crop. That's what I can say or the advice I have for our farmers. Can you maybe just give a little bit more advice on how capital intensive the process is for small scale farmers and commercial farmers? Is it the exact same pricing or are the costs differ? Does the input costs differ? The input costs are the same for small farmers and commercial farmers. Remember, the biotech crops have been with us since early year 2000 until today. So it's nearly 22 years or 23 years since then. So initially, yes, companies that were advocating for the planting of biotech, they were coming with some other way of lobbying in farmers to plant biotech. But as times move on, they went back to the normal way of doing business. So there's no difference between small farmers and commercial farmers in terms of the pricing of uh, the conventional crops. For example, if I have to be specific, under irrigation last year, at the production cost, if a farmer is targeting 10 tons, the production cost was totaling 26,000 rand. That's for both commercial and uh, small farmers. And if a farmer was targeting, let's say, 15 tons under irrigation, the production cost for the, for both of them was 33,000 rand per hectare. It doesn't matter whether you are a commercial or you are a small farmer. The input costs are the same. Like I've mentioned that previously, some of these companies that were advocating for the planting, they were coming with some methods of trying to get the small farmers into the mainstream commercial farming. And uh, later on, as times move on, uh, they move away. So now the prices are the same or the input costs are the same. There's no difference between uh, commercial farmers and small farmers, small farmers when coming to biotech farming. Thank you so much. We actually had a conversation just a little bit prior to this and we were talking about it and you mentioned it again. But is there anything else that you'd like to say to farmers who are hesitant about using biotech crops? What is your advice Um, to them? Like I said earlier on that, for the farmers to check the viability or the productivity of planting biotech crops is for them to do their own trials on their own farms. That's the only way out of this. Um, biotech has, has been with us since early 2000. So being hesitant now, I just don't know. Maybe farmers could give I mean, good reasons why they are hesitant to not plant a biotech. Unless if a farmer got um, a contract with the companies that want to plant for a market that doesn't want biotech crops. Like, for example, I remember there was a program by United Nations. I think it was 2018 or 2017, somewhere there where they were planting uh, non-biotech crops for Lesotho. They recruited several farmers to plant non-biotech. So many farmers did follow it and they planted non-biotech. But after the program got to, came to an end, many farmers reverted back to their biotech crops. So that's why I'm saying that unless there's special contract between the farmer and whoever is looking for non-biotech, farmers could go, or many farmers plant non-biotech. But other than that, they are free to plant biotech or non-biotech. The important thing is for them to check the difference in terms of management, the cost, and so on of planting a biotech compared to conventional. And my final question, are there any funding opportunities for farmers? Anything that you'd like to share? Or is it a self-funding process? Or are there any opportunities for them to be able to get funding from the government? 
any organizations? No specific funding, especially from the companies that are producing and selling biotech, not as far as I know up to this or currently. Like I said previously, there were some opportunities because they were trying to introduce the biotech, but currently I do not have any knowledge, except SAB, South African Breweries. A few years ago, I'm not sure if the program is still running. They had a program of funding farmers who were willing to plant yellow maize for beer production, and they were looking for only non-biotech yellow maize. So they were funding those farmers, but they were funding not for free. It was not a grant. At the end, the farmers had to pay back the funding. So what I'm saying is that there are no specific grants that are given for farmers who shoot or who want to plant biotech, not as far as I know. Thank you so much for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. That is the Developing Market Manager at Corteva AgriScience Pioneer Seed, Charles Matlou. And it's always great having you here with me, Octavia. And that's a wrap from me, Donumdu. Octavius Pandil, our producer Megan van der Fent, and the rest of the Food from Zanzi team have an absolutely amazing week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food from Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.